0: A goal weight or a weight target that could be either set by yourself or your surgery team can be quite daunting and seem forever to achieve. So today we're going to talk about what do you do when you actually reach that number on the scale? What happens then? Where to from there? How does your nutrition change and what can you do to keep at that number? Or if your body's going to stay at that number, how can you find that balance between maintaining that Weight for the long term. Today, we'll run through some of these behaviors and habits that'll keep you focused once you've hit that arbitrary goal weight.
1: Welcome to Reverse the Post Op Regain Podcast. I'm your host Saraya Nikwan, a weight loss surgery dietitian, and I am excited that you're here today. This podcast is for anyone struggling with nutrition and weight years after bariatric surgery. You might be feeling confused, overwhelmed, and not quite sure what your body needs after that first year post-op. This is where I can help you. Join me every week where you'll leave supported and motivated to take the next step in your nutrition journey. Thank you for being here with me today. Now let's get started. The first thing I would like to preface this
0: episode with is that remember your body will find the weight that it feels comfortable at. As time progresses, your weight may go up and it is only natural that the body does increase the weight. It can be normal to increase the weight by a few kilograms over two plus years. However, we are discussing the habits and behaviors to continue that will ensure you stay as close to that weight goal that you set as much as physically possible. Remember, a lot of this stuff in terms of the metabolism can be a bit out of your control. So today I have three main points to discuss and I've sort of thought that they would be umbrella points and there are points that go underneath them and they're main aspects for you to look at when you're thinking about maintaining your weight after weight loss surgery. So the first point is to look at the nutrients. Please make sure that you're aware of what you're eating for each meal. It can be quite easy once we've hit our quote unquote goal to sort of go off and go and find something you know, shiny or new and you dyed some recipes to try just to sort of feel like we're in quote unquote control. But what I'd really like you to do is make sure that you're aware of what you're eating for each meal. Are you balancing the meal properly? Are you having half your plate protein rich foods? Is the other half of the plate vegetables or salad and a small portion carbohydrates? Developing this mindfulness of how you eat for each meal will also instill that awareness habit in you, which will then follow through with you eating slowly, chewing your food, taking your time with your meals and chewing and waiting and not eating too quickly. All in all, you will find that you'll have more mindfulness around your meals. The last thing we want to do is start eating on autopilot. And eating to the point of overfull or not eating the right amount of food, therefore you start grazing later on in the day. So if you're on autopilot, it is a really easy way to lose track of, the, of your diet and your goal. So ways to ask yourself if nutrients are an issue in your current situation at the moment is to ask yourself daily, have you had enough protein? If you are feeling particularly snacky or tired or lethargic or weak, that's when I want you to sort of clue in and think, "Hey, maybe I haven't had enough protein for this day. So think about what protein sources you've had for that day. Try tally it up if your dietician's given you a protein counter. I have a protein counter table for free, which I'll link in the show notes below. And then use that counter to pick an option that is higher in protein if you haven't had enough protein for that particular day. We need to remember that our bodies do need to be supported with protein-rich foods. Next, I want you to look at the colour. So start trying to add more vegetables into your diet. A common mistake that I see is that the protein portion tends to consistently increase over time, but the vegetable portion stays absent or a little bit too small. Start by aiming to have that half of the plate protein and then the other half vegetables as well. So if you are one year post-op, it's very normal to only have a small portion, bread and butter plate, half of it, you know, protein, but you might only get through half a cup of vegetables. Instead of always increasing the meat portion, try and increase the vegetable portion. This way you'll be getting more nutrients, more fiber, which will then ultimately help you stay full with the help of the protein portion as well. I also wanted to let you know that it is normal that your portions will increase over time. It's not that the stomach is stretching excessively per se, as long as it doesn't really exceed one to one and a half cups per meal, that means you're on the right track. If you find that you're eating more, unless you're eating, you know, a lot of salad that would crunch down, you'd want to ask yourself, are you having more carbohydrate based foods rather than protein based foods? Because especially if your plate is Portioned, as mentioned earlier, you'll find it really difficult to eat beyond one and a half cups per meal after weight loss surgery. So think and reflect on the portion of the plate again, going back to that mindfulness and see if you need to reassess what you're cooking and planning for your meals. Other points that come under the first main umbrella of nutrients is to also make sure you're drinking enough water and continue taking your vitamins. It's easy once you hit your goal weight to sort of feel like, you know, tick, that's done, I don't need to worry about it anymore. But these are all those daily habits that will build up to maintaining that habit in the long term. My next point is to meal plan. So meal planning is the single best way to reduce the risk of weight regain. As you're planning your meals, you are setting the intention for how you will eat that day. Naturally, you will eat better balanced meals, which will then keep you satisfied and full as you've pre-planned your protein portion, your vegetables and the smart carb portion. You would also find that you're eating at regular intervals, particularly because you've already pre-planned your meals and you're less likely to go too long between meals before trying to find something to eat. So overall, you should notice a difference with meal planning because you'll notice that you feel more in control with your food You'll feel like you're eating those regular meals and you're less likely to graze between meals because you're fuller due to the composition of the food. So I'd encourage you to give meal planning a go, even if it is for the next 24 hours or just the next meal. Having some kind of plan will help you prevent everything being to chance. So I'd encourage you to meal plan and properly portion out your food. That'd be the two main points so far. And the last point is increasing movement. So once we hit our quote-unquote goal weight, we tend to sort of lax on the movement. You sort of see, what's the point? I've seen people like that. Sort of Sort of like they're running a marathon and they hit that goal weight and that's the final finish line. Then they get to the finish line and they stop all of those habits and behaviors and actions they were doing to get them to that goal weight in the first place. And this then becomes a catalyst for the weight regain because they're not moving their body, they're not eating well, they're not planning their meals and so it's sort of that steady increase after they've hit that up to goal weight. So I really don't want that to happen to you. So the next point is to increase the movement. Look at what you're doing with your exercise at the moment. Can you set some goals around exercise or movement? Could you aim to add in that resistance training you've been intending to at least twice a week? Could you try a new exercise? Could you go to Zumba? Could you go for more walks with your friends? Could you try bushwalking? Could you try a local class that the council runs? Also, I'd like you to consider, can you lift heavier? So I've always underestimated how strong I am. And so that's why I did a weightlifting competition just to see, just for fun, how much I could lift. And I could definitely lift a lot heavier than I would have tried on my own just for no reason. So, try and lift heavier each session if you can. If you have a guidance of a personal trainer or an exercise physiologist, this can be done quite well. But increasing the load slowly will then help build further muscle, which would then increase your metabolism and thereby decrease the risk of weight regain. In other exercises, could you run for longer or run faster? Could you walk for longer or walk faster? Could you um, sign up for a fun run or go to park run every week and try to beat your. Latest time. There's lots and lots of different things you can do in terms of exercise or movement for your body. And these goals here that we've discussed today, they're all strategies that you can start to implement where you are creating an outcome measure as an action that you can actually control. So it's the weight you cannot really control, the outcome measure of, you know, doing a 50 kilo squat, for example you can actually measure your success of doing that whereas to reach 50 kilos you might not be able to measure that in terms of success on the scales and we spoke about that in the last episode where we discuss non-surgery or non-scale victories so i think it's important to highlight here that these goals we've discussed today or these habits and behaviors can correlate to smart goals that you can now set that have outcome measures attached to them Rather than these hopeful, wishful thinking goals that you're going to stay at a certain weight or you're going to increase your muscle mass by X percentage because honestly we can't control that, controlling your behaviours and your habits will ultimately be the outcome to control your success in the future. Something to also note and to mention just as a caveat as to when to be concerned about weight regain. So, you should know that there are daily fluctuations, especially for females around the menstrual cycle. So, an allowance of two to three kilos is usually a safe zone that you shouldn't feel too concerned about, as long as it's going up and back down to that weight you prefer or feel comfortable at. When the weight is creeping up three to four kilograms and it's not going back to that target weight that you've set or your goal is or that you feel comfortable at, then it is time to look at your habits because we want to prevent that from tipping over to anything beyond five kilos. So a red alert should sound when the weight is now up above five kilos or more than your set target weight. So this might indicate that something's a little bit off kilter with the diet and the lifestyle, and it may be important to start looking at those habits we discussed today. It is also important to monitor your weight. So even if you monitor it once a week or once a month, just to know that you're stable and that's where you're sitting, that'll give you that confidence and that assurance that you're at that weight you feel comfortable at. So today was a really good way to sort of get you thinking about how you can implement these lifelong habits and behaviors so that you can be one step ahead of preventing weight regain after weight loss surgery. I'd like you to take the time now to reflect and think about what you could change if this applies to you. Could you add more vegetables in? Could you recount up your protein? Could you try the different exercises? Do you need to be more mindful with your meals? Do you need to remember to drink more fluids? All of these things will add up to the big picture at the end of the day, which is an overall picture of health. And health isn't a weight. So just bear that in mind in terms of health not being a weight. It will then help you in that long-term focus of not just focusing on the weight per se, but focus on measurements, how you feel, your energy, your blood levels, your hair loss, as we discussed earlier, your bone health. There are lots of other ways to measure success after weight loss surgery. So having seen this all today, don't be too tied up with the weight as the be all and end all. So I hope that's been helpful for you. It's a good one to revisit as time goes on. And I hope you grab some of the goodies that are in the show notes. And I look forward to chatting with you
1: next week. Thanks for listening. Thank you for joining me on Reverse the Post-Stop Regain podcast. If you would like to learn more about what I do, head to at The Bariatric Collective on Instagram or Facebook or visit us online at www.thebariatriccollective.com.au. And reach out if you need support reversing weight regain or anything related to bariatric surgery. I'd love to hear from you. If you're listening on Apple Podcasts or Spotify, I'd love for you to take a moment to review the show if you found it helpful or share it with a few friends. I look forward to chatting with you next time.